Also, the last week of October. Yeah. I'm really sad. I love this month so much. And it's almost over. It feels like it flew by. It kind of did. It, it really, really did. It really did. But one exciting thing is that Halloween is this weekend. And it's yeah. on a Saturday. It is such a bummer that Halloween on a Saturday happens during this year of all years. Like, where was this when we were seniors in college? Like, yeah, for real. Where was this Saturday Halloween when we were in high school? Remember when um, it was Halloween in our senior year of college? And I think it was like on a Wednesday or something. I remember because I had a math exam yeah. the next day. Mm-hmm. And I had to drag you to go out. And yeah. You, I was like, you have to come. It's oh your favorite God. holiday. It's I know it's a Wednesday, but we gotta go hard. And you I came as a tourist. I came as a tourist because the whole... I had gone so hard yeah. the weekend prior. I was like... I'm gonna take this night off, and you were like, "No, yeah, like you, you are coming. Have to come, meet us at KOK in 15 minutes." And you were like, "I don't have a costume. I have a Hawaiian shirt." I was like, "Great, come as a tourist." I had, I had used all my great costumes already. Like, I, ah, I had to throw something. I ended up having a marvelous time. It was so say. much fun. It yeah, was it was great. a great night. And I love Halloween. It was so much fun. Yeah. So, what were some of the best costumes you've had? I liked my senior year costumes. I was Gamora for one night. Oh so that my was god! I did her. I had the hair for it. Oh I did her. God, I didn't see. Full I didn't see that night. Yeah. And then I had like the makeup was like the silver stuff she has on her face. Yes, it does. And then I did the moon, which was really fun. It was mm. actually like a lot of research and hard work. You looked so good. But that was fun to do makeup and the crown and yeah. the costume. That was a really fun time. And then when I was younger, I did Lady Gaga. Which is uh, one of my favorite outfits. Uh, um, I had the blonde wig. I did the um, lightning thingy. Oh, was this like the fame Lady yes, Gaga? Yes. Okay. Because I was cool, like, cool. I don't know, we were like 11. Rock and roll. I think I was 11. Yeah. I did that one. That was one of my favorites. That's a good one. And I think. Full circle. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of another one. Oh, Britney's. The, the Britney's Britney, was the fun in Britney London. shenanigans. Yeah, that was a fun time too. So I think yeah. Britney. You were Circus Britney. I was Circus Britney. Yeah, that was the comeback really fun. Britney. Yeah, it was phenomenal. That was a fun time. So I think yeah. those were like my most memorable ones. I did Pirates when I was younger. Sure. Which was a fun time. Sure. I think but, we all know, did Pirates. Yeah, Pirates, Catwoman, yeah, witches, icon. I did a um, I did one one year where I was just wearing like bright colors like full-on neon mm-hmm. and then i put my hair in two big ponytails and i like teased it a lot and oh. then i spray painted it half orange and half pink
pink. Okay. But, like, intense. And then I sprayed my face. It was intense. It was just yeah. a lot of colors. Kind of, like, punk-ish. I love it. But, yeah, that was a... You're so cool. It was a wall time. Yeah. But, anyways, what about you? Um, I've also done many rock stars as well. Um, I will say my senior year of college, I think I peaked when it came to costumes. Because I had two phenomenal ones. So, Taurus one was a throw-on. But... Mm-hmm. The first night, I was Regina George after the bus crash. Yes, that was a good one. Uh, at the spring fling. That was chef's kiss. Yes. Like, I truly am so proud of that. And then the next night, I was David Bowie, the Aladdin Sing That was cover. so good, yeah. Because uh, Annie painted on the lightning bolt, mm-hmm. and then I just wore an old dance costume and these platform shoes, and I never, I've never felt sexier. That was amazing. I love that costume It's on my so hinge much. profile. Like, I am <laughs> so proud of that. That was a good one. I like that one. I love that one. I've also had some, like, I was Barb from Stranger Things. Um, yes, when we were in Scotland. We were in Scotland. Well, that was like a five-minute costume. Like, it was, oh, no, I'm gonna get dressed, and then he was like, <laughs> I wanna take a picture of me? Great. All right, let's go. I had to do it because my friends back home were doing Stranger Things and I wanted to feel included mm-hmm. so I was like just take a quick photo of me yeah, yeah. so I can get in the Insta and then I'm done. Yeah. It was easy because I had long red hair at that time so I just kind of bundled it up and put mm-hmm. on glasses and a plaid shirt and I was like nailed it. Yeah it was pretty good. No one asked any questions. Um, uh, Your Britney was pretty good. My Britney was I wish I remembered that yeah. night better. It was, it was spot on like the costume looked yeah, really good. I was the oops I did it again Britney so like the pleated skirt, the tied shirt, mm-hmm. a gray cardigan, and had my hair in pigtails, and yep. was like, this is fine. <laughs> big shout out to Cassie, who big, was big shout out shaved to head Brittany. She, she went so full. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, full on. I was, I was amazed. I was so happy that we could all be those, like, three different Britneys. I loved it. It looked really good. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. And my senior year of high school, I was Katniss Everdeen. Nice. Um, because at the time, I thought I looked like Jennifer Lawrence a lot. And I think was, you still do. I mean, we've both gotten different haircuts since then. True, true. And, um, I'm also Eleanor Serena, and she's Jennifer Lawrence, so, like, mm-hmm. there's a big divide, but... Sure. <laughs> But it was so, like, I had, like, a bow and arrow, and I got to put, do, like, the side braid. Nice. I felt really, I hosted the Halloween party that year, too, so I was, like, living my Did you have a pita or a gale? No. Oh. No, unfortunately, oh. no one wanted to. It's fine. <laughs> I love it. But what are you going to be this year? I'm going to be Lady Gaga. Shocked. Again. <laughs> Shocked. She's probably, like, my favorite person to, like, dress up as. Young Alona is probably ecstatic that you coming back. Well, my costume when I was young was the blonde wig with the bangs and the lightning bolt and, like, a very, like, sequins dressed. Sure. With, like, uh, purple tights and, like, high heels. Amazing. So, and like, the, rock star. Yeah. Lady Gaga. Um, and now it's, I'm gonna do stupid love Lady Gaga. So, I'm, I'm excited. It's gonna be so amazing when the full look is complete. I just got my tattoos. Yeah. I got all of Lady Gaga's tattoos, so I'll be on my body. There will be the exact same tattoos that Lady Gaga has. We love a good costume, but we stand a committed costume. I'm committed. If this, I'm gonna be Lady Gaga, I'm gonna go full out. Yeah, this, and become Lady Gaga. I I think you and I both appreciate costumes more when they like not the easy costumes no it has to mean something it has to exactly it's it has to be kind of relevant to whatever is going on in pop culture yeah that's at least for me i feel like that's those are the best costumes because then i don't know just 
it's more fun that way. And, like, Rather I can't than, just be, like, a random, like... Like, people who just dress up as, like... Peanut butter a, and a jelly. A firefighter. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, well. It's like, yeah, that's a, something you're not, which is the part of a costume, but, I mean... Have more fun with that. Yeah, like, I don't know. Get into it. It's so much fun. What are you gonna be? I... Okay, so for all my film bros out there... <laughs> I'm going to be Cliff Booth from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to be Cliff Booth for a while. Since last year, since we saw the movie. Since before we saw the movie, I would say. Because it's not a hard costume, and usually I do like to make them a little difficult, but this is one where I can reuse all the parts later, like all the pieces of the costume, and I don't have to buy that much stuff. What are you going to do with your hair? I think I'm just going to probably brush it all back. Mm -hmm. Because this hair is long in the movie. I know, yeah. It's just the bangs. It's the the bangs. I might clip them back, Mm -hmm. maybe. Or maybe I'll just keep them out and be like, I'm Cliff Booth with bangs. Like like this right now, disheveled. Disheveled. He is very disheveled. I think I'm going to get like a beer can and just like keep cracking it open throughout the night. That's like good. a little. I love it because you don't drink. Beer. I don't drink beer. You should just use a white cloth. Well, I was also gonna get a fake cigarette and so, like pretend to smoke because that's love what he it. does in the movie. Love it. I mean, it's the little details for me. I'm so excited. It's the the one I'm going for is the, with when he's in the yellow Hawaiian shirt mm-hmm. where he goes to the Manson ranch and beats the living hell out of those guys. That was a wild scene. I love that movie. That was really that was really crazy. The end of that movie is just bazonkers. I, I rewatched the movie over quarantine and I was like, Oof, this is it gets better for me. Like I think the movie holds up better mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. I like being dudes for Halloween. Uh yeah, I think that's a it's fun. It's fun. I don't I, don't, I won't be cold. No shade to you, but I won't be cold. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I did. Oh, I did Harley Quinn in my freshman year of college. Groundbreaking. Hmm? I said groundbreaking. I know. <laughs> I uh, it was a pretty crazy costume. Had like a whole tutu and yeah. tights. That's insane. I actually um, have a picture with Michelle, I think. From really? <laughs> Sophomore year, I did. I was a member with some sorority sisters. We did the band Kiss. Nice. But That's a good one. It was, uh, it, wait till you hear what it was. We all just bought big Kiss t shirts mm-hmm. and fishnet tights, and we were going to do the makeup, and then we chickened out. Cool. So it was literally just an excuse to wear a big t shirt, no pants, and fishnets. Great. I, it was peak, peak strat days. <laughs> I regret it immensely. We did my junior year, we sophomore year. Sophomore year we did with a group of friends we did Where's Waldo. I remember seeing yeah. those, yeah. yeah. So it was easy. Crop top stripes. It's fine. That's it. Honestly <laughs> That's it. That's again, all I did. If it's easy but it's memorable yeah. and fun, totally go for it. I'm excited to see what people come up with this year. You know what I remembered? What? In high school, I did Princess Padme. Did you really? Yeah, and it was a pretty cool costume. Which look did you do of hers? I did the the all white one. Oh, where she like in the uh, Attack like, of the Clones? Yes, and she has like the silver bands on her yeah. arms, and it had like all white leggings. I even found this huge scarf to mm-hmm. do her like capish thing. Oh, and nice. then I had a lightsaber because uh, yeah, duh, I wasn't just gonna do a little gun. No, no. But yeah, that was a fun one. I could totally see you pulling that off. Yeah, it was fun. I have, but I've always wanted to do Ray for Halloween. It's a good one. That's, you have to like. Uh, that's another one we have to go all out. Yeah, because I was just like a flip flop. It's like flip flop. Although I want to do the hair, mm-hmm. and that's gonna be tricky. Yeah. And then I would probably have to make the costume. Yeah, you would. I'll do Kylo Ren. 
Oh my god, down. So well, down. I I was looking up how much a Boba Fett costume costs. Oh, were you gonna be Boba Fett? I really wanted to. Ah! That's amazing. Especially since we're starting our I know. <laughs> That's why I was like, ah, oh, I should have done that. So maybe next year we should do a Star Wars one. Girl, you know I'm so down. I've always also wanted to do the Luke Skywalker one where he has ba- um, Yoda on his back. <gasps> I've seen those. Those are cute. And, and I could and I found like a Yoda backpack. Yeah. I was like, that would have been so much fun. Oh hell yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I think so. I think I think we could really, especially if we could get our friends down to it. We could do like a Star Wars group. Yeah. I also. <laughs> this is, Last year, like two years ago, I really did some research into being BB-8, and oh. I found this like inflatable BB-8 costume, oh, and I was up. so tempted. I'm surprised you didn't get it. I know. I'm really I shocked. I was like, maybe next year I'll be inflatable BB-8. Yeah. But oh, that's epic. Yeah, so many ideas. Yeah. I can't wait. Next year we're gonna have to have an amazing Halloween. Well, will it be on a Sunday? I don't know, but who cares? Or Monday. This Halloween feels like it, it's we got cheated out of a little bit. We'll just. Dress up, take pictures. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a whole weekend prior. Yeah. So, we'll make it count. It'll be fun. Yeah. But yeah, so that's our Halloween. Um, What are some of your favorite Halloween movies, TV shows, music? I mean, I love Halloween. If you haven't been able to tell, Halloween is my favorite holiday. Mm -hmm. But I don't particularly love horror films. Mm -hmm. Like, slasher films, I really, like, I, I can stand gore if it's not intrusive you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like game of thrones is about as gory as i can go yeah the boys yeah yeah um so my favorite like halloween-esque type stuff to watch i i mean stranger things absolutely iconic i also love the night before christmas is that a christmas movie or halloween movie i count as a halloween movie i don't know i've never watched it oh my gosh i'll trust you i'm gonna rewatch it soon if you want to watch it with me Uh, i don't like the animation of those movies. Oh, I love those, because also Corpse Bride is on my list. I don't like <laughs> the animation of those movies. Are those both Tim Burton? Yes. I don't like Tim Burton movies. Interesting, okay. It okay. creep me out. Gotcha. They give me the freaking jibby. Okay, interesting. But, but I love maybe, them. Maybe, maybe I'll try. I think, I mean, the music's really good yeah. from Nightmare Before Christmas. If it's, if it's very, if it's not like anything like Coraline? No. It's I can a, make it through. I mean, it has definitely spooky elements that are similar to Coraline, but Coraline is a little more intimately scary, like yeah. with the mother and the mm. family and the butt knives. This is more just like general Halloween-ness. Yeah. Like there's, you know, ghosts and ghouls and skeletons, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like that attack on family yeah. that Coraline kind of has. Corpse Bride's also really good. It's Johnny Depp. Take it, take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I don't know if you saw me, it was Johnny yeah. Depp, but, like... As soon as, I don't know if you saw my face, but as soon as I said that, I was, I like, was like, never mind. I don't know if you could sell him anymore. Well, I mean, like, now it's just, it's... I can't... We don't know. I we can't, can't tell. I'm not gonna make, the, I'm not gonna make a case for or against Johnny Depp. I'm just gonna ride this wave out. Yeah, I was like, Roof. Okay. So, anyways, um, I have Night Before Christmas, and, um, I think the ultimate Halloween movie for me is Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's so good. It's amazing. So good. I also love the musical. I've seen it, like, multiple times yeah. live. It's really fun. I think that's probably my favorite. I've always... I've never been to a live showing. It's fun. I've always wanted really to go. Fun. Who would you dress up as? I don't know. Yeah. I think you could pull off a lot of looks. <laughs> I, I was like, all of them? Except... I could see shorts. you... I could see you being Magenta or mm-hmm, Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, Janet, if you want to be know, crazy. Yeah. 
Any of them should be fun. I've, I really want to be Columbia for Halloween. I like that. We should do a Rocky Horror Picture group so one day. Down. That'd be so fun. I'll even be Brad if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I just love Rocky Horror. Did they do a Rocky Horror Picture Show episode on RuPaul? Mm, not that I can think of. I feel like that would be fun. They should. They, they would. Should. They would be. It would be an amazing episode. Yeah, it'd be so good. Oh my god, you could have. Oh, you could have like the cast back for an episode. Mm -hmm. Ugh, that'd be so fun. I'm surprised, but no, they haven't, as okay. far as I'm well. aware. But yeah. Did you watch the live version they did? Was it on NBC or one of those? No. <laughs> it was so bad. Victoria Justice was in it, and I said no. It thank was you. so bad. It got terrible reviews. It was. Again, so bad. What was, went went wrong? I they were like wearing these like I think aero aerobics costume at some point. Interesting. I was very confused because the first there was class. a lot of there was a lot of different costumes in it and it made no sense. Reef Carney's in it. No sense. Like it was just I. It was bad. I have no desire. I mean, the original so good because. I know, it was I think the original is so great because of its authenticity mm -hmm. and its wackiness of being a 1970s film that I don't want to see a reboot. No. Because the magic's in the and original. None of those live versions were amazing, so no. I don't know why we kept doing them. No. So. Well, anyways, what are your favorites? Your favorite Halloween entertainment? I love watching the Harry Potters. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I count those. Yeah. Um, Stranger Things, always Absolutely. a good rewatch. Last we'll, year... We'll do a Stranger Things talk later, folks. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry. Another episode, a yeah. special. Um, two years ago, I watched Cabin in the Woods. Oh. Around Halloween, actually. Did that you watch it with Chris Hemsworth, be honest? Yes. Yeah. It was wild. It was really weird. It was not what I was expecting at all, like the ending-ish stuff. It was... Because it's a satire on horror, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's it supposed was... to, like, subvert your expectations. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. It was wild. I was like, okay, all right, sure. Sure. Very weird. Fair enough. Everyone dies. Cool. Yeah. But I guess that was, like, normal. But it wasn't too scary. It was good. Like, it wasn't horror horror. Yeah. I also watched, a couple Halloweens ago, I watched the horror movie Orphan. And that completely messed me up. No, ma'am. Orphan, or also known as Esther. And I've been traumatized ever since. Because she's a 40-year-old. In the 12-year-old like, body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not about mm -hmm. it. Mm -mm. I'm no. not about it. I don't want to go into too many details because I'm triggered. Yeah, we don't, we won't do that to ourselves. So, anyways, those were, like, cool. Those were my experience. Yeah. Halloween movies. I think um, they're pretty good. But, um, Stranger Things, Harry Potter, Rocky Horror. Did you ever see, I don't count this as a Halloween movie, but it's in the genre of horror. Have you seen Get Out? Have we talked about this? Yeah. A while ago. That's like, like, I think that's my favorite horror film, but I don't even know if I count it as horror. Uh, yeah. Because it feels more thriller to me. Like, horror would be like, what it's are It's a those? social like horror Chucky, film. Scream. Saw. Uh, yeah, Seesaw. <laughs> Um, Scream. Yeah, Scream movies. I don't... Annabella, is that a thing? Annabella. The, yeah. What is the Exorcist? Exorcist. Exorcist. Yeah. All those movies. Blah, blah, blah. I don't... I'm never gonna watch them. What I do watch is Trixie and Katya watching horror yes. films. Because that's funny. <laughs> when, also when those were a thing, <laughs> remember when 
Ellen made her crew members <laughs> walk through those haunted houses and stuff. Like Andy, the producer. Yes. Yeah. I love those videos. I love them too. And we should have known that Ellen is a psychopath. Yeah. Because yeah. she forces her staff to go through traumatic experiences. Yeah. I loved watching those. They were really... I remember they made Taylor Swift go through mm-hmm. one. And it they was, made Ariana Grande go through great one. great stuff. I love watching people get scared. Yeah. I hate being scared well, myself. I really want to do um, Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. <gasps> That's why I still have my Universal Studios pass. annual pass. Yeah. Someday. Someday. I haven't used in two years. We'll get... Uh, well, I want to do Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Me Party. Me too. <laughs> well, we should do... We should do one night, Mickey's Not-So-Scary, and the other night... Halloween Horror Nights. I would, I would do Studios. that. I would do that. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be fun. We would, we would be scared shitless. We're scaredy cats. We would. I don't know how we would do. You remember London Dungeons? <laughs> when the boat went backwards? Yeah, I yeah. was shook. And then the the mirrors. That was. I was scary. Spook- I was we spooky. did. We did like a haunted exhibition in London that was about London Dungeon, so all, like, the famous London criminals. But, like, super cheesy. Super cheesy, but we were fucking terrified. We were so scared. Yeah. It was, like, a part with mirrors, and I thought it was an episode of American Horror Story. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. There's a clown that's gonna pop out. It! I've watched it. I need to watch it. I think I'd like it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you enjoy it? Yeah, it's... Ugh. Yeah. It's pretty scary. I haven't watched the second one, though. I kinda wanna watch the second one. It looks, you should. It looks insane. It's got James McAvoy, so I know I'm, I like I'm I like the cast. Yeah, I like the cast. Yeah. But anyways, I'm I don't like clowns. Okay. Well, <laughs> it freaked you. No, but I've watched it. But like, I know. I but like in real life, I don't like clowns. That's fair. That's totally fair. Like the creepy clowns. Yeah. Not like the now fancy clowns. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. The, like. So if you hate clowns, I have some bad news about Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> not like you know. I know like, what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yellow cl- and red clowns. Um, like do you remember when it was a big deal that clowns were on college campuses? Like yes. creepy clowns? That freaked me out. They came to our campus. That freaked me out. That, what, a, what a pure time in American life when our biggest concern were creepy clown videos. <laughs> Miss those days. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Yikes. Well, on that note, we're going to take a short break. Go Catch wa- y'all later. Go watch some creepy clown videos on YouTube. All right, we're back from our little short break. Hi, welcome back. So, all right, um, we're going to talk about some things that we watched last week. I didn't watch a lot of things last week, to be honest. <laughs> I read more. I was reading. Mm-hmm. Same, yes. same. Um, but I watched RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7, and I'm almost done with 8. I really like it. I'm, like, on a full lot, like, a full RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. page right now. yeah. It's and once it's really you fun. start, it's hard to stop. Like in my opinion, yeah. 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 I'm like, oh my god, you need to know what's next. Yeah, you need to see the, the show like evolve and grow, and I love it. It's so much fun. I really love the judges, the new judges for season seven, mm-hmm. now season eight. I love them so much. Me too. They're really funny, and I like they give good like criticism. Yeah. Like I think it's interesting. Um, my favorites for season seven were Violet. Really like Violet, okay. Pearl. Yeah. Who who was the third person? Oh, it's Ginger Ginger Minch. Mm-hmm. I really like Ginger mm-hmm. Minch. I think those three. Trixie and Katya. I was about to say Trixie there and are Katya. Two I, names. Was like, I was like, I was like, my two, two names. names. 
I, yeah, I love Trixie and Katya. Yeah, I think those are my five favorites. I don't want to influence you, but... No, 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 no. I love them. Yeah. They're great. They're How great. did... I just wish to, like... Well, I'm excited for Trixie to win All-Stars, even though you think it's controversial. <laughs> I do. It's so fun. It's so I exciting. I do. Because during the whole scene, I was really sad when she got, like, eliminated twice, but I was like, yeah. okay, but she wins later, so that makes me happy. She, she has a good redemption. Yeah. Yeah. And Katya's just awesome, Katya's and I know she's doing so well now, yeah. so... Yeah, and she won Miss Congeniality. Yes. Which, which was just great, because I was voted yeah. on by the fans, so... Nice. I love that. Yeah. How does season seven stack up to season six? Um, the challenges were, like good they're okay yeah they're all right because mm-hmm. season seven's kind like pretty much well known as a lesser season yeah just in the sense that it I like hold up I like well. some of the queens like the, yeah like the five favorites there's a lot of famous queens that came out of season yeah, seven so it's just not a overall great I think season. season six is better than season seven and I think that this challenge in season eight are better yes so, I would but I do think agree. that the queens on season eight, except for like three, are mediocre. Yes. Like, um, yeah. I, I actually, I've never thought of it like that, but that's, I totally agree. Like, season eight has amazing challenges, but if you're not Bother Jack, me, Naomi Smalls, or Kim Chi, you're not in my. Yeah. You're not. Whereas season seven has more memorable queens. Totally, totally. So the season six. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how season nine does. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I'm still on that. Binge. I also watched uh, the second episode of The Bachelorette. Uh, yeah. That show's still on? <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. I watched it with Emily. Uh-huh. And we were like, what? I heard you all. I heard. What the fuck yeah. is going on? We were like shouting. Mm-hmm. We're like, what is this? What's happening? So, do you know what happened on that episode? You have a dodgeball game, right? Yes, they do a dodgeball. That's like at towards the end. The first date... Is she picks like a couple dudes and they do a love languages date. Alright. And cool. so they like tell her how they feel. This is the first date. Okay? Jesus. They, they're like, oh, I like you, yeah, you have pretty eyes, blah, blah, Because it's mm. like words of affirmation. <laughs> and then you see them running back to the hotel to get gifts. Oh and my I'm like, god. oh my god. And this guy like gives her a chess piece and he's like, you're my queen. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And Dale. Gives her a dog spray. What? He's like, I know you have dogs, and I know you love dogs. Here's a dog perfume. And I'm like, LOL. Sweet, so not a dog spray like you spray on a dog to get them from, like, to stop eating something. A dog perfume. perfume. Yeah. No, no, ma'am. So I thought I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh and then God. this guy, like, gave her a shirt, like, one of these t-shirts that he bought. I don't think he had a gift. He just grabbed one from his dirty laundry, like, here's Ooh. my shirt so you have my smell. I, I feel so bad for Claire. <laughs> but, like, so there was, like, that, and it was just, like, and then they were, like, touched, so they had, like, masks on, and they were, like, touching each other. It was just, like, um... I don't love that. It was a, It's kind of awkward, because it's the first one, and that's when... Like, the big controversy of her, like, yelling at them because when they go to the, like, date night with the guys, no one, like, jumps to, like, talk to her first. So there's this whole minute of awkward silence. And she's like, why are none of you talking to me? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, we didn't know we could do that. Blah, blah, blah. So it was really awkward. And, like, Bennett, like, was like, okay, I'll talk to you first. And she's like, well, no. And she went back to the guys to see if another guy would, like, jump in and ask her. And I was Whose like... Whose fault do you think that is? Claire's or the guys? I think it's, like... 
I, I don't think it's the guys, because none of these guys have really watched the show before, so they don't really know the rules, they don't really know how it works. Gotcha, gotcha. They're so not I think Claire, fans. yeah, Claire has been on literally all of the Bachelor shows. Bachelor, mm-hmm. Bachelor in Paradise twice, mm-hmm. Bachelor Winter Games, mm-hmm. and Bachelorette. That's insane. So, you know. Yeah. They're not on that. They've not done that. They're not on her level. So anyway, so it was crazy. And then she goes on a one-on-one with this guy, Jason, and it's a little therapy session. Oh my god. It's a full 40 minutes of the episode, and they mm-hmm. just talk about their feelings. And the entire time, Jason is like, I have such dark secrets. I have a dark past. This is insane. No one's ready for this. I'm like, who? Did you murder someone? That's more my And you way. still don't know what his dark past is. It's gonna be something stupid. And like, he's like, and then they have I to say like. The Maserati ones. <laughs> Yeah, literally dumb things. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I've been called manipulative, selfish in the past. And I'm like, these are red flags. So, big a red m- banner, my girl. Like, he literally agreed that he was manipulative. Yeah. Get, like, how? And she's like, that's so brave of you to accept that. I'm like, if a guy says that to me, like, goodbye. No. Manipulate, bye. Not at all. Especially if he agrees with it. It's kind of sketch. So... <laughs> but yeah so anyways that was a day therapy session they like wrote their weaknesses on a rock and then crushed it on the ground <laughs> ridiculous uh and, this sounds like the worst first date to me yeah it was it was a lot it's a lot and then the last day with the group date was like the dodgeball where it's like strip dodgeball so whichever team loses the point they have to take off a piece of clothing <laughs> Now, now I'm listening. Now I'm so here. like it wasn't like they weren't fully naked. Like they yeah. still had like those like n- football things that football guys wear. Yeah, spandex. The jock, no, the jockey. Jock thing. Yes, yeah. like and so jock straps. Jock straps. Wow. That's it. Okay. Um. So that's where they were wearing, and yeah, I thought it was funny, but because I feel like bachelorette women, like girls competing on The Bachelor have done worse. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times have we seen them in bikinis or totally. doing sexy jello fights, jello fights, sexy pillow fights. Um, yeah. Apparently, some were, like, skiing in their bras on one season. Like, okay. So, like... So, it's, 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 it's not unfair in yeah. this history. So, I, it was weird. Yeah. It was, it was weird, because the... Like, I don't know if, lo- if I'd love to participate in something yeah, like that. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, shocking. But it was just kind of like, what's going on here? This is yeah. so weird. But, yeah. And then, um... When does Tayusha come in? Hmm? When does Tayusha come in? We don't know yet. Okay, but you I, think it's soon? I think it's very soon. Okay. But we're still in Claire's part. And then, um, yeah, the, my favorite part of the episode was when the episode was over. And then we saw, um... A little like sneak, like a little scene was um, Bennett uh-huh. and another guy who was it, Damar, and they're like visiting Chateau Benet. So Bennett is the guy from like Harvard. He's the Harvard douche, right? Yeah, yeah. but he's so he's one of the sweetest ones. Oh really? Yeah, he's really oh, okay. funny cool, and cool, really cool. kind. And so he he's really rich. So I think he got a suite at the hotel. So he's like making um his friend Demar like visit like welcome to Chateau Benet and there's like That's multiple funny. fireplaces yeah. and the suite and then they do face mask in the jacuzzi just wow. the two of them it's hilarious so that was funny that was my favorite part that was Martha's favorite part and I'm that was sure. Emily's favorite part as it well. sounds like they should just stick with uh Chateau Benet for the rest of the my season part. yeah welcome to Chateau Benet yeah like Spruce a La Quinta resort yeah 
But yeah, love it. Now on another level, what did you watch? <laughs> Uh, so I was not watching The Bachelorette. You didn't miss out. Great. I, instead, again, with my 48 to 69-year-old suburban household, I watched The Trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix. And it was great. It looks great. It's really I good. I have to watch it. Um, for those who don't know, it is written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, the coveted Aaron Sorkin in my mind. And it's ta- it's, it takes place after the 1968... DNC Chicago protests and it it's when the administration switches over to Nixon and so Nixon's uh My man. <laughs> <laughs> anywho we'll touch on that later Nixon's attorney general decides to uh persecute those who he deems responsible for the quote-unquote Chicago riots 1968 if you're not familiar with 1968 DNC um different Groups of people went to Chicago, where the convention was being held, to protest the Vietnam War. It was intended as a peaceful pro- protest, but the police got involved, and as you can assume, it escalated and it turned into a bloodbath. People died. The whole um, downtown Chicago was absolutely destroyed, and um, people couldn't pinpoint whose fault it was for the longest time. So they choose these seven uh, leaders of certain groups as the perpetrators of the protest who started the protest and they put them on trial um and this is uh takes place basically a year after it happened so there's actually eight people on trial at the start i won't go too much into the plot because you can also look it up Mm -hmm. so i'm not rambling at this point but it's clear from the get-go that these seven people all have very different ideals eight people including bobby seal they all went to protest for different reasons. They had different ideas of what was going to happen, but it all kind of ended up them in the same situation. And so they all get grouped together, and they have to find a way to um, defend themselves as one group, even though they're all very different. And the judge, um, played by Frank Langella, uh, Judge Hoffman, Julius Hoffman, you, he hates them. You can see from the beginning he is on the side of Nixon and on the side of the police. So he is already starting what is basically a kangaroo court in my mind. It is set up so much against them. So I love Aaron Sorkin for the way he writes smart dialogue and the way he writes courtroom dramas, like A Few Good Men. I've talked about West Wing. I won't talk about it again. Don't worry. <laughs> but the fast-paced dialogue and the way he shows a courtroom drama, which courtrooms aren't really that dramatic, but in this sense, it is harrowing and they talk about things that I feel like are really relevant like first and foremost this is an Aaron Sorkin film so first and foremost this is going to be a dialogue film and I think that's where the strongest suit is in the dialogue of the courtroom it also shows a lot of what happened at the riots because it goes back and forth its main trajectory is through the um is through the eyes of like the case but it goes back to show what actually happened in that summer 1968 and how it did escalate and became this awful brutal bloodbath and it was the fault of the police but the police bring on all these different people and the um, prosecutors bring up all these different witnesses to make it sound like these hippies quote-unquote decided to just rage against the machine and it's it's so interesting to watch it in the guise of what's going on today because you see Bruce Brutality in a complete and utter destructive manner, which is what's going on with a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests. And you see how really the police are out for blood and that these people are just 
hoping to get their words out. Like they just want their voice to be heard and it's not always happening, you know? And I mean, it is predominantly a bunch of white dudes who, <laughs> you know, are, you know, just fighting the man. There's a really interesting line. So Bobby Seale was one of the co-founders of the Black Panther Party and he gets grouped into this trial but he had absolutely, well, he had something to do. He came to do, like, a speech, but he had very little to do with the actual protest. But he gets grouped into this trial to make it seem like it's a Black Panther uh, situation, like mm -hmm. they were part of it. And he gets arrested. He, it's, uh, Bobby Seale's played by um, Yahya Abdul-Mateen mm -hmm. III. Love him. If you've seen Watchmen, you'll get it. He does a great job. But he gets arrested, and he gets really brutalized in court, and the judge absolutely disfavors him it's clear discrimination and so he has a conversation with the other defendants and he says something really interesting where he asks the other defendants oh is this because you don't like your dad are you doing this because are you raging against your dad you want to show up your dad for me it's because I don't want to get hung in a tree and it's like yeah shit that's mm -hmm. what it is like these white boys are you know fighting against a man for a very great cause the Vietnam War was destructive and horrible but for Bobby Seale and the Black Panthers, it was so much more. And I kind of wish Aaron Sorkin had dived a little more into that. Mm -hmm. I get it. It was about the trial of Chicago 7, so those seven defendants. But, like, just in that one moment, it was like a light bulb went off. And you wanted to see more. And, like, they showed Fred Hampton, who was played by Kelvin Harrison, who tries to help Bobby. And it was like he, t he was touching on it, but it was almost like they made Bobby Seale the martyr to show, mm -hmm. like, oh, we also care about this issue. But there, it could have been so much more. Yeah. And I I really recommend this film. It's very... I'm very interested to see what would have happened if it had come out when it was supposed to come out. So it was supposed to come out in 2007. With oh, Steve, wow. With Steven Spielberg directing. Interesting. And I think that would have been very interesting. Because my favorite part of this was the dialogue, mm -hmm. not the direction. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg at the helm could have made it a really fascinating film, in my mind. Mm -hmm. And, um... It would have been Sasha Baracone would have played the same character, Abby Hoffman. Nice. Will Smith would have been Bobby Seale. And Heath Ledger would have been Tom Hayden, who's the Eddie Redmayne character. Interesting. So it would have been an interesting cast. Because, um, I'll get into this later, Eddie Redmayne was not my favorite in yeah. this film. Yeah, Would have been so intrigued to see what um, Heath Ledger, Ledger would have done. I think would have been great. Yeah, because he's also, he can ace the American accent. Yeah. Which would have been great. Yeah. So, who were your favorite performances? Um, my favorite performances, this is, it's, I loved, I think everyone brought their A-game. Um, I loved Mark Rylance as, uh, the defense attorney, uh, counselor. He's great. I researched him afterwards. He did a lot of great work. He did the case pro bono, mm -hmm. and he defended all this, um, Chicago 7, and he wanted to defend Bobby Seale. He was really looking out for these guys. Um, I also really loved, I loved Frank Langella. He played the judge. Judge Julius Hoffman, he's an asshole. He is a terrible human being, but Franklin Jella does a really great job of... You can see that there's the wheels turning when he's acting, and he comes off as really smart and stoic, even though the judge is delusional mm -hmm. in my mind. And they even say, like, this judge should be evaluated. I also loved um, Yahya Abdul-Madim. Mm -hmm. He crushes it. He does... He's only... He's not in it as much as some of the other characters, but he's very memorable. Mm -hmm. Especially for what his character goes through. It's a really... There's some grotesque scenes that go on that shows what Bobby Seale had to go through. Um, Jeremy Strong, for all the Succession fans out there. 
Um, he plays Jeremy Rubin, who is the most stoned hippie on, like, he comes, he's, like, talking, like, at a 40 hertz. He is so far gone, but you could see he's really intelligent, mm -hmm. and he really cares about ending the Vietnam War, and I thought Jeremy Strong did a marvelous job. Um, I also love Sasha Baron Conan. Borat? Borat. Did you watch that? No, I'm gonna watch it, though. Okay. Um, he plays Abby Hoffman. And he, Abby Hoffman's this interesting character because he's the founder of the Yippie mm -hmm. movement, which is kind of the anti-Vietnam War movement that is one of the forefront of the DNC um, protests, I mm -hmm. want to say right. And Abby Hoffman is really smart, but he comes off like this stoner hippie guy. And it's only in flashes that you see how truly intelligent he is. And I think Sasha Barry Conan did a really good job of that, of acting really cool, you know, kind of easy breezy and laughable but then when he starts talking you're like holy shit this dude knows what's going on and i appreciated that and then my man michael keaton came in for two scenes <laughs> two whole scenes and he crushed it nice he played um johnson's old ag attorney mm -hmm. general and he is so he's so cool and he comes in as a star witness and he just nails it nice I love Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's good. He does really well. Um, those are the ones I loved. Some ones I also really enjoyed. John Carroll Lynch, for those who've seen Zodiac. He plays um, the leader of the MOPE movement, which is an anti-pacifist mm -hmm. uh, movement, not anti-pacifist. He does a great job. He's usually really creepy to me because he played serial killer in Zodiac, but he rocked it. I trusted him. Nice. I put my life in his hands. <laughs> um, Kelvin Harrison as Fred Hampton I thought did really well. And then um, Shankman, who played the other defense attorney, did really well. I mean, you're up against Mark Rylands. Yeah. You're not gonna... It's Mark Rylands. He did great for what he did. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are the performances I liked. Who did you not like? So, as you can tell, this is a massive cast. I'm so sorry. I'm, this is very long. <laughs> There's no woman, right? Um, there yeah. is! There is some women. Uh, yeah, there's the, the uh, secretary. <laughs> And we're moving on. Um, okay, so who did you not like? <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. I did not like Joseph Gordon-Levin. I know you like him. I didn't see this movie. Yeah, he played um, he played the prosecutor, mm -hmm. whose name has just completely escaped my mind. But he, he does this classic Sorkin character thing where he starts on the bad side and then slowly starts to realize he's on the bad side. Mm -hmm. And he tries to do these little things to help it. And it, while at times it is enough or it is something it's not enough mm -hmm. but it just was like a like to me it wasn't a memorable role like it could have been played by anyone because mm -hmm. his performance just wasn't there for him i also didn't love my boy eddie redmay he hasn't been doing it for me lately yeah. and his american accent was bad he played tom hayden who's probably one of the, like the most prominent characters from mm -hmm. this film and it just felt a little whiny to me. Yeah. Because he's this, like... Tom Hayden is a really fascinating mm. person. He was married to Jane Fonda, I found out. Oh, cool. Yeah. But he's the one who really instigates mm -hmm. the protests. And I just didn't believe Eddie Redmayne was in it to win it. Why was he chosen for this role? I don't know. He's a... He, like, I've seen he's him act good before. Actor. He's good. Yeah, but... So I don't know what was the... I could see him because he has boyish features and mm -hmm. they're supposed to be... He works for the Student Against Nonviolence Network. 
or not against nonviolence, um, the student nonviolent mm-hmm. committee. And he has that kind of like schoolboy look. Mm-hmm. But besides I feel like that, that's his rules. Like anything school, that's schoolboy, like smart, theory of everything. Yeah. Fantastic beast. Totally. Schoolboy rules. I mean, at this point, he's just Newt Scamander yeah. and or Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Like that's all I got for him. Yeah. But I mean he did what he had to do. He handled the Sorkin dialogue very well. So yeah. You would hope so. I would hope so. And then um his counterpart was Alex Sharp, who played Rennie Davis. And again, it was just like you're there. Hi. Yeah. I'm not paying attention to you because Sasha Baron Conan is in a horrible perm, so yeah. <laughs> sorry. Nice. Um overall I really recommend this film. How much how like how would you rate it? Out of five stars? Out of ten? Probably like a 7.5 or an 8. Okay, that's good. Because I think there could have been more with the direction, and I think they were pretty weak on how they handled um, diverse roles, Mm -hmm. as per usual with Sorkin. Yeah. Um, But I overall, I love the dialogue. You saw me watch this. I Mm -hmm. was, like, I was so engrossed. Yeah. I, because I'm a, I was an American history major, and this was one of the things I, like, wrote massive papers about was the DNC convention. 1968 so I find this topic fascinating especially with what's going on today it's important to learn where we've come from and kind of see how not far we've come so for sure I agree if you like Sorkin I think this is a great time it's two and a half hours so it's a little long it's on Netflix it's on Netflix yes and um and Sorkin if you're listening to this call me (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah yeah thanks for listening (laughs) um on that note, I'm gonna let you all take a breather. I'm gonna let Alona take a breather, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Welcome back. We're gonna talk about books Hell and what we're currently yeah. reading. Absolutely. Um, Alona, what are you reading right now? I'm reading From Blood and Ash Ooh. by Jennifer Armand Trout. Sure. I actually don't know how to pronounce it. Me neither, but I see a trout. I see Armand. Armand Trout. Armand Trout. So I'm gonna read the quick summary so that you kind of know what it's about, because... You know, it's very confusing. (laughs) So, chosen from birth to usher in a new era, Poppy's life has never been her own. (laughs) The life of the maiden is solitary, never to be touched, never to be looked upon, never to be spoken to, never to experience pleasure. Waiting for the day of her ascension, she would rather be with the guards, fighting back the evil that took her family, than preparing to be found worthy by the gods. But the choice has never been hers. The entire kingdom's future rests on Poppy's shoulders, something she's not even quite sure she wants for herself. Because a maiden has a heart and a soul and longing, and when Hawk, a golden-eyed guard, honor-bound to ensure her incession, enters her life, destiny and duty become tangled with desire and need. He incites her anger, makes her question everything she believes in, and tempts her with the forbidden. Ooh. So, it's this book is it's really good it moves pretty fast which i like it's um, long it looks really it's long. really long it's like 600 pages work so it's long but you it moves fast because it's so much action mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty dark um i'm still trying to figure out what are all these creatures in okay. this world because there's the ascended right which are the one that do this kind of like right thing like kind of like you remember in fey mm-hmm like, in the um, Court of Thorn Roses, they kind of do this ceremony where they become fae. Yeah, well, like, when she, she spoiler, gets thrown into the cauldron? Yes. Okay. That reminds me of that. Okay. And they do this ceremony, and, like, 
in um, Crescent City. Yeah. She has to do that. Oh, the drop. She has to do the drop. Gotcha. Basically the same cool. thing. Cool. Okay, cool. Basically cool. the same thing with the Ascension. Mm-hmm. And they become Ascended, and they're kind of immortal, mm-hmm. powerful, all of that. So those are the Ascended, and they're kind of like the good people so far in the book. Gotcha. And then there's the Atlanteans mm-hmm. that sound like they're kind of like vampires. Okay. And then there's the Descenders, who are like demons, but not really. They're just like outcasts. Okay. We don't know too much about them, but there's a evil one. Okay. Dark one. The dark one. Don't know who he is. Yeah. But he's out there. And the Descenders have like these creatures called the Craven. And they're like kind of like werewolves types. Like, whereas, like, if you're bitten by them, there's a curse and you become them and then you kill people. Okay. And they're kind of like evil creatures, like ugly creatures. So there's all that. So I'm trying to like piece them well together and see what's up. Mm. But, um,. It's kind of like a kingdom, and the main character is a maiden. Mm. We don't know what she's the maiden for. These gods, are they really real? We don't really know. (laughs) Her name's Poppy, right? Poppy, yeah. Well, her real name is Penelope? Penelope? Penelope something? Work. Okay. Which is a goddess. Cool. But, like, um, complete made-up goddesses and gods. Mm. Um, But, yeah, so she has a purpose that we're still trying to find out what this purpose (laughs) is. Great. Great stuff. Love it. So, yeah. So, very interesting. Lots of fighting. Lots of darkness. Yeah. Blood. Love it. Good. I'm glad you like it, because I really, really want to read yeah, this. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Great. What are you... What have you read recently? So, um, I read and finished Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno Casilla. Um, I will read the summary for it, which is this. <laughs> <laughs> From the author of Gods of Jade and Shadow comes a novel set in the glamorous 1950s Mexico. After receiving a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin begging for someone to save her from a mysterious doom, Naomi Tabudo, Tabuda heads to High Place, a distant house in Mexican countryside. She's not sure what she will find. Her cousin's husband, a handsome Englishman, is a stranger, and Naomi knows little about the region. Naomi is also an unlikely rescuer. She's a glamorous debutante, and her chic gowns and perfect red lipstick are more suited for cocktail parties than amateur sleuthing. But she's also tough and smart, with an indomitable will. She is not afraid. Not of her cousin's new husband, who is both menacing and alluring. Not of his father, the ancient patriarch who seems to be fascinated by Naomi. And not even of the house itself, which begins to invade Naomi's dreams with visions of blood and doom. Interesting. I chose it because it was a. Ho- it seemed Halloween-y. I've heard of... Okay, is there incest in this? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, sh- do you want a spoiler or spoiler yes. free? spoiler. Okay. So, quick thing, I went into this book with really high hopes, and I was left a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Actually, fairly disappointed. I thought the narrative was rushed, I didn't quite love the dialogue, and I thought there could have been more emphasis on the reveals. Mm-hmm. Like, the reveals kind of just came and left. Mm. So, Naomi goes to take care of her cousin, because mm-hmm. her cousin's been writing these crazy letters saying she hears voices, she sees people, she, her husband's out to kill her. And it's, the family is the Doyle family, which is this English mining family that came over from England to Mexico and built a mine and tried to, like, they had this mine for years, the mine fell apart, but they had this giant house that they rule over, basically, and there's only, like, five of them still alive. We find out, spoiler alert if you're going to read it, that the grand patriarch Howard Doyle he's actually like 300 years old oh wow he ingested this uh mushroom 
that allowed him to live forever. And the mushroom now grows in the house. So, but the mushroom, this is where I get confused. The mushroom is, can start to, it gets in the air and in the food and it infects your mind. So you all, all these people are all connected now through this fungi and the father, Howard, rules over all of them. So even though he can stay alive, his body decays. So he has to go into another body like every hundred years or something like that. His like mind gets transplanted. I can see the look on your face. <laughs> his <laughs> mind gets transferred to another male member of his family. And they're obsessed with eugenics. Like they're a clearly racist family. And so the Howard had children with his sisters because he wanted to keep the bloodline as pure as possible gross and they all end up marrying the cousins but they realized that was starting to create fault obviously create you know problems mm -hmm. flaws so they wanted to also mate with what was seen as like premier mexican blood or like really beautiful women from mm -hmm. who are native to mexico and that's how naomi and her cousin got drawn in and so they want they entice Naomi to come in because they want her to basically breed children mm -hmm. for them so they can continue the Doyle line without all the flaws of incest. And she gets all, there's like all these ghosts and stuff because they're all trapped there due to this like magical mushroom that like keeps all the souls there. Interesting. It's so crazy. I mean, it comes out, like, it sounds like a crazy concept though. Like, very interesting. I was expecting Jane Eyre, mm -hmm. like, the woman trapped in the attic and it turns out no it's mushrooms i'm afraid of mushrooms you're afraid of mushrooms they are mm. i Makes love sense. mushrooms i love mushrooms mushrooms are weird but it sounds like they were all on shrooms or something yeah i mean it's just like these are some massive plot points and they get kind of just shoved aside and like monologuing like i wanted more build yeah. up because it's a slow burn so you don't know what's going on for three-fourths of the book Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden it happens, and it's kind of just like, there. There Great. it is. <laughs> I did, the part I really enjoyed was, I haven't read any books that takes place in 1950s mm -hmm. Mexico, which was a very glamorous, beautiful time. So that was an interesting perspective to get. Um, the Naomi heroine protagonist character, she, she was really interesting in the beginning, because mm -hmm. she came off as this, like they say in the summary, this glamorous debutante. She doesn't appear that interested in what's going on around her, but then she starts investigating and get really invested. But then it just kind of, she like fixes everything and then leaves. Oh. Like it just happens. Weird. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I wanted to love it. You had just too many high hopes. I had too many high hopes. I don't like when things are rushed. Mm -hmm. I want things to feel, and also I really like poetic. Yeah. Uh, language imagery and I wasn't given that I didn't get a great world building mm -hmm. what would you rate it on five stars three and it's also like it's a short book I know it's only it's less than 300 pages maybe so like 305 she could have easily like wrote more yeah I would have loved it because I think the premise is fascinating and bringing in eugenics into a horror book mm -hmm. is really really yeah. like cool because eugenics is horror mm -hmm. it is like discrimination in a horror setting so I think it could have been a really interesting time, but 
just wasn't wasn't there for me. All right. Well, what are you reading now? Um. So now I'm reading, keeping in my spooky book realm. I'm reading Ninth House by Leah Bardoga. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Bardugo. Bardugo. I think for me it's Bardugo. That makes sense. But I don't know. That makes a lot of sense. But I love Ninth House so I, far. I already read it. Yeah. And I loved it. I'm 300 pages in. So I'm having a great time. I'm excited for you to finish it so we can like discuss more about it and yeah. share thoughts about what's gonna happen next. It's all of these great ghost stories Again, that I love. Thank you, Sarah, yeah, for recommending for this book because I wouldn't have read it if Sarah didn't tell me to read Thanks, this. Sarah. I, I'm truly having a great time. So it's really good. Yeah. But yeah, that was our book talk. Our book talk. We should honestly start a book YouTube series. We would do it. <laughs> I'm like, there are days where I'm like, do I just We'll film a book Instagram? haul. We'll film a book haul soon. Yeah. I kind of want to do a book Instagram, but I'm not good at taking photos. So like. I'll take the pictures for you. Yeah. Because, yeah. man, what are we going to do with all these books? Yeah. We should set them up. Yeah. All right. Do you want to introduce what we're going to finish with? Yeah. So our final segment was uh, an idea from the delightful and lovely Celine, your sister. She told My me sibling. about it over TikTok. Um, we are going to talk about our favorite topics, which are Taylor Swift and Harry Potter. Woo! woo. So what would be Draco Malfoy? Uh, <laughs> what would be your favorite Taylor Swift song slash albums? For the Harry Potter characters, because we know so much about them, we could probably say what they want. Draco Malfoy's reputation. Okay, yes. <laughs> Should we say, like, pick an album and then what would be their favorite songs off yeah, that album? Yeah, Okay. Yeah. So, do you want to go ahead and talk about Draco Malfoy since we're here? <laughs> um, wait, I need to look at the songs now. Okay. I think, I mean, I agree with reputation. I think his favorite songs off of reputation would be... Uh... I did something bad. I th yeah, I did something bad, or look what you made me do. Oh, look what you made me do. It would yeah. be look what you made me yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's so, Because he blames everything on everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Look what you made me do. Yeah. Yeah. After no, the unbreakable, unbreakable vow, look what you made me do. Oh, yeah, Drago. Harry! I think Harry would be a... He's kind of a sad boy. Yeah. So I would say Red would be his favorite album. Yeah. What do you think? I think so too. Which song? Uh, I think All Too Well. <laughs> <laughs> or Sad Beautiful Tragic. Stay, stay, stay. Oh, no! Oh! <laughs> yes, those would be... Sad Beautiful Tragic. The Everything Has Changed. The whole album. Yeah, I the think... The last time. That he's, he's, he's Red. I love red, so like good for Harry. Yeah, this is this is Harry. Yeah. Oops. Hermione? I think Hermione is a I think she's either a fearless fan or a folklore fan. I know, I was gonna say folklore because it's very sought out and very like story and well. She would like she would like she would like all the big words. Yes, yeah, so I think she would be folklore. I think her favorite songs would be um Oh, My Tears Ricochet. Mm -hmm. I could see her getting behind mm -hmm. that. Um Invisible the one string. for what could have been her lovely romance yeah. with Harry Potter. Just saying, I think they're better. I think, yeah. So I think, yeah, folklore for our girl Hermione Granger. What yeah. about Ron? I feel like Ron is lover. Ron is either lover in 1989. I really like lover. I think Ron. he. I think he would like lover. Me too. Um, he would love London Boy. <laughs> he would love London Boy. He would love London Boy, and then. It's yeah. nice to be a friend. <laughs> That's his favorite. Yes. It's nice to be yeah, a friend. I agree. Or nice to have a friend. Sorry. And nice to have a friend. Yes. I think that'd be his favorite. He's a lover. 
Um, Fred and George. Mm. 1989. Yeah. Yeah. I think from 1989, uh, I Know Places. Marauder's Map. Yeah. 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 That's okay. a good one. That's a good that. one. I'm looking at it right now. Um, Out of the Woods. Out of the Woods. Uh, maybe. I'm trying to... Shake see. It Off. Shake It Off. Absolutely. Bad Blood. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I can also see maybe they're fearless. Fearless, yeah. Maybe they're fearless and Jenny's Jenny's, yeah, I feel like. Okay, we're gonna, Fred and George are fearless. Fearless. I think their songs are Fearless. Uh, Hey Steven. Sounds good. Yeah. And then Jenny is 1989. I think, I think your favorites would be 1989. Yeah. And she would love. She would like Bad Blood. I, she would love Bad Blood. Out of the Woods, I think, would be another of Yes, hers. yes. Um, blank space because of Tom Riddle's diary. <laughs> nice. Oh God. Um, and welcome to New York because I feel like she'd like New York. I think she would. <laughs> I think book Jenny for sure. Yeah. For um, sure. Any other characters you want to add? Which of them would? Uh, which character was... would like the first album, Taylor? I didn't listen to the first. Okay. Album, I guess. Um, I'm a late. I'm gonna go with Lavender Brown. <laughs> Great. She loves country, Taylor. Great. Um, speak now. Yeah. I think... Who would like Speak Now? Luna. Luna? Okay. Maybe. Well, which one would Neville like? Speak Now. Yeah. Yeah. I love Speak Now. It's a great album. Um, which one would Snape like? Reputation. Yeah. Because his reputation is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like all Slytherins are gonna go with Reputation. Yeah! Because that's also my favorite album, and I'm a Slytherin, so... I think favorite album is Lover. No, it's reputation. Is it really? It's reputation, then lover. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, what are some other characters? Dean Thomas. I'm gonna go with, uh... Lover. Sure. That feels right. Same with Seamus. They all love lover. Lover, lover, lover. Yeah. Um, Dumbledore. OG Taylor. <laughs> For sure. Why not? Um, who are some other kids? Fleur. Folklore. Folklore, probably, like, she's... Yeah. Or 1989. What would Cedric Diggory like? <gasps> great Q, great Q. I'm gonna go with Red. I was gonna say Red as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Victor my... Crumb? Uh, Victor Crumb loves... His favorite song is... I Don't Want to Live Forever with Zane. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, who else? Bill Weasley? Sure. I don't know. Dobby. What's Dobby's favorite? Aww. Dobby loves... He's also an OG fan. Okay. He loves Young Taylor. I think so, too. Tim McGraw cries every time. <laughs> really gets him. I can see it. They say the way my blue eyes shine. <laughs> Poor Dobby. Poor Dobby. That was fun. Yeah, I love I that. Love, that I was love... a good challenge. Yeah, thank you, Celine. That was awesome. Good idea. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on our Harry Potter. Should I end us with a song from Taylor Swift? Yeah. Which one do you want? Is there London Boy? London Boy? Okay. For our boy Ron. For our boy Ron. Okay. Or look what you made me do. Which one? Uh, let's do London Boy. Okay. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Have See a lovely soon. time.
Happy Halloween. Also, wait, don't remember to vote. I'm so sorry. I'm oh, so yes, sorry. vote. You have one more week to early vote. Well, when this episode will be out, you have the weekend to early vote. You have to vote. I'm literally, if you're 18 and older and able to vote, you have to vote. I don't care what your excuse is. You, there are ways. There are ways to vote. Please vote. Please vote, and then November 3rd, vote. Yes. No Bye. excuses. On my scooter? Uh, you know, just run London. Oh.